You've been listening to The Last of the Real podcast. Catch all the episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. <laughs> No one book. And still, it's like the last of the real. It's like I'm the last of the. Yeah, switch. Happy, good, bro. Thank you so much for coming on. Of course, thanks for having me, man. How are you? How's everything? Ah, <laughs> yeah, mate. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Um, not in Atlanta anymore because uh, that's where we shoot Doom Patrol, mm-hmm. and Doom Patrol is officially finished. But you got a house there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do have uh, some th- property there. You think? You think I'm getting rid of it or? No, no, no. Um, I will keep it. I have two places there which are investment properties. So, mm, um, is it? Was, yeah, the whole plan was that while I was shooting, I would basically live in it, live in it for half of the year, mm. and then when I would when I had left, I would then um, use it for uh, an investment property, mm. and then it became really lucrative. So I got another one. Mm. And um, it's actually kind of better off not being in there because now I'm not there mm-hmm. living in a place. And then my, my actual home home in L.A. is just sitting there when I'm in Atlanta. So, yeah, mm. it's work out now. I'm both making, making me money. And when I'm living in, I get to be at home. And Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you jet lagged right now? Jet lagged? Yeah. Um, I don't really get jet lagged, to be honest. Do you not? No. Uh, I feel like I travel quite a bit. So constantly on different time zones. So yeah, no, I don't really get jet lag as such. Like when people come to LA, like when Percy will come to LA, yeah, yeah. Uh, Taff and like they'll be you know mad tired when it comes to like seven eight p.m. But like mm-hmm. I got in last night, I went to bed maybe like two a.m. That's actually on the right time, you know. That's not bad. Yeah, no, um, but yeah, I was like usually you would expect to fall asleep at like six, but <laughs> no, I don't. I just uh, I kind of try and time it as well. Though when I'm on a plane, mm-hmm. I sleep at a certain time that allows me to get to that country mm-hmm. and complete that day before I end up getting really tired. Bro, I want to ask, um, I, I did this with Purcell, so I'm going to do the same with you. Okay. I, ask, I start off by asking him five questions okay. before we get into the nitty gritty. Okay. Um, so the first one is, best three films of all time? Oh, best three films of all time. Ah, not even genre, you just going out there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, um, I would say my best three films of all time, i got to put The Dark Knight up there. Okay. Um, yeah, um, cool. so yeah I'll kind of genre it like best my best superhero movie of all time is The Dark Knight um, my the best um, uh, I would put Inception oh you're, you're a big In- Nolan fan yeah I'm a big okay. Nolan fan yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Inception um, and uh, I gotta go my boy Will Smith I gotta go Pursuit of Happiness Purcell said that as well oh is it I think he said Pursuit of Happiness yeah, Pursuit yeah, of Happiness. Well, that, Will Smith, that's 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 the OG. That's that's. And that's is that the that. movie that you watched and like touched you the most? The one that you said, okay, cool, like this is what I'm gonna. Well, then, yeah, the well, one that inspired well, you to become an actor. Yeah, yeah, well, growing up on 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 Will Smith was like he was a huge inspiration for me. Probably the biggest inspiration for me as an mm. actor. And growing up watching Fresh Prince of Bel Air, I was kind of like, I want to make people feel the way he makes me feel. Um, okay. And just the entertainment factor, just his mm. his swag, his like bravado and all of that was just something that was mm. really appeasing to me and wanted you know i wanted to to venture down that same path so sick uh second one is who influenced you to become an actor will smith will smith yeah, yeah will smith yeah for sure hands down yeah that was that was what um made me want to become an actor. not pursuit of happiness specifically will smith specifically mm. not pursuit of happiness but um will smith in its in his, in his entirety of watching him growing up on Fresh Prince of Bel Air mm. and then seeing the transition, like that was one of the big things even for me that made me 
like people would always say oh you know you can't do comedy and then venture into like straight acting or sci-fi or drama it's like yo will smith did it with fresh prince and then mm. straight into you know what i mean all of the films that he did um and so oh, yeah it, it can be done did you like wild wild west what's it called is it wild yeah. wild west wild wild west yeah yeah, yeah. Wild west, yeah it was cool yeah, it's cool. It's my yeah, least favorite Will Smith film. That's that's not my yeah. That's not my <laughs> my, my my most favorite Will Smith. I am Legend. I am Legend is uh, up there for me. That is definitely up there. That's, that's, Bro, uh, do you remember when the trailer came out for that? The teaser trailer. It was just him. Ro- insane, yeah. It was just him running away from in the hallway, in the dark hallway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then just cut to the title. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. What is this? And he just starts he's shouting at the <laughs> at, at the um the monsters and just going mad. Like, what is um one actor you want to star alongside? One actor I want to star alongside. Don't say Will Smith. I won't say Will Smith. Um, um, oh, and if it's not gonna be Will, then it would have to be Denzel. Yeah. Yeah, Denzel Washington. Sick. Yeah, he's okay. the he's the he's the, he's the, the, yeah, the goat. Yeah. He's up. You know there. what I mean? Like Will was like my. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Denzel is like, <laughs> like okay, Mister Denzel. Like, how do we do this? You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, yeah. What's the one thing? That people find out about you and they tend to get really surprised by. One thing that you do and you're like, whoa, I didn't know Javan did that. Oh, that he did. Um, oh, that he. What does one thing Javan do? Okay, people get a little bit shocked when they hear me sing sometimes. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, oh, you um, do sing. Yeah, well, I, I say I don't sing, but I can sing. Um, and how come you don't do that more often? I don't know. It's just not like it wasn't my first love. Um, uh yeah acting was my first love mm. and i have i've sung in convolution with acting so like with man on the wall we had like a whole mixtape yeah, yeah. series yeah. um where i would sing and rap um and then i did a stage show called rudy's Red records with lenny henry okay. and uh i sang a ballad in that sam cook change gone come um and yeah outside of that yeah, I haven't really sung. There's um there's a musical episode in mm. Doom Patrol this coming season. Sick. Um and I sing a lot in that. Oh, that's it. Yeah, so that'd be fun. So yeah, I haven't really used it. My whole family is like mm. very very music orientated. Mm. My dad and my uncles they were in a gospel group growing up. Um, my cousins sing a songwriter. I got cousins that are musicians, and my whole family does music. Um, I think I might have been the first actor of my family actually. Yeah, everyone else did music. So um. Yeah, it's there. Maybe one day I'll do an album. Who knows? Would you actually? Who knows? What, what R&B? Maybe a little R&B. Maybe a little soul. <laughs> maybe would a little... you um? What, would you get into theatre? Uh, yeah, well, theatre was... The, I, I started in theatre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Theatre was... You mean would I go back to theatre? Would you go back theater? to theatre, yeah. 100%. The, theatre is the first love of any actor. Yeah. Um, well, depending on what, how you grew up. Um, but yeah, theatre was my introduction to acting. Mm. And is the stages where funnily enough most comfortable like being on stage is like that's the arena you know it's like a footballer being in a stadium it's like this is where you, where you was born to make it happen the mm-hmm. the, the live audience there knowing mm-hmm. that there isn't any second takes this mm-hmm. is it this is you know you get those those butterflies in your stomach that's where the magic mm-hmm. happens and it's also where you really learn the craft um, which so, one do you prefer theatre or uh, screen acting oh they both offer two different yeah. two different things um, it's not uh, yeah I don't prefer either one they both have their pros and cons like in terms mm. of like being immersed in the thing mm. um, stage is mm. where it's at but then in terms of reach and being able to you know have so many people see your work screen mm. is, is where that's at um, 
and the kind of whole production of film is you know with the soundtracks and uh, mm. all of that which is what accompanies a film um is beautiful but storytelling point blank period yeah, is, yeah, yeah. is you know it's my first love you got you're, in your family like everyone's so talented you got like DJ Montel you got you got jazz you got uh Jay as well you got Varen as well like mm. where does that talent stem from like you like all of you are talented in various different ways yeah where does yeah. that all stem from generation before mm. us and the, yeah. probably the generation before them you mm. know what I mean like I, I wasn't I didn't really see like my grandparents in their shining armor and glory of like performing mm. arts per se but mm. my parents and, and my uncles and their parents mm. must have got it from somewhere which would have been our grandparents um but then yeah my 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 dad and my uncles um they you know used their gifts in order to create way for themselves as i mentioned about them being in a gospel group mm -hmm. um the wades and you know was a really really successful gospel group and off the back of that you know those gifts and talents and, mm -hmm. and my my older cousins they would be with my dad and uncles mm -hmm. when they were younger mm -hmm. and um, when they were touring um, so they would be a part of that musical journey with them and see and connect to that. I was a little too young at that time. But, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's probably why I didn't get into music <laughs> and wanted to act it. Um, but yeah, you, get, you know, we get it from our from mm. our parents and, and then probably from our grandparents um, before that. And you also wanted to become a baller, but that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, it, yeah. was it just like you weren't really, it wasn't the right path for you, but you wanted, or was it between acting and football was a bit yeah like, no yeah it was it, it was it was um it was you can only you can only pick one and pursue one heavily mm, yeah and what do you enjoy the most and for me it was acting mm. and it's funny because when you're at that age you look at you know um you look at football and you're like you know well, this is the this is the the alpha omega this is where it happens you mm. become a footballer you can make tons of money you, mm. you know what i mean um and at that point, you didn't have all of the prolific stars mm. from where we're from anyway in Hollywood, etc. So it was kind of like going off on a whim. I was like, yeah, you mm. know, looking at Will Smith, like, well, I want to do what that guy's doing. Mm. And I believe I can do that. At that time, you know, we didn't have all of the greats that we have now from the UK, Idris Elba, etc. you know, killing it in the way that they are now. Mm. And um, so it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a gamble. Mm. Um, but it was something that, you know, whatever I put my mind to, I can achieve. And if I had decided to, you know, go and crack on and pursue football, then I would have made it as a professional footballer. Mm. And if I decided to crack on and pursue acting, then I would have made it as as an actor at the highest level. So um, I just did what I enjoyed the most and um, what I felt like I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And mm. uh, hence why I'm here now, yeah. Why acting? Why acting? Um, I was born to do it. Mm. Um, it's uh, it's part of my purpose. It's, mm. uh, it's an undeniable feeling and it's something that I can't help but mm. feel at my point of peace in life mm. when I'm pursuing it. Um, I don't have a choice. Um, and if I had a choice and I used that choice, then I would be going against the grain and doing something that wasn't natural to me. Mm. Um, and I believe that part of my purpose is to help people to uh, escape, to uh, see and inspire a better life for them mm. and storytelling is a perspective that allows people to do that mm. and is a gift that i've been given and when you're given a gift then you have to use that and you mm. have to you know exploit that to the best of your abilities to make sure that you can help those that that you know you you have touch or have reach with so mm. um yeah, that's why acting. I don't have a choice. I just yeah, love yeah. this so much that yeah, yeah I wouldn't be happy doing it. I feel that else. passion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, congrats on Doom Patrol. Thank you. Bro. I just want to ask, how did you how did you manage to secure that role? 
Talk to me through okay. the process. So, um, how I managed to secure Doom Patrol, I was um, just so I had shot the Purge uh, yeah. movie, and before that came out, probably about six months before it came out, mm. uh, I had a couple of opportunities to audition for the role. Mm. I remember seeing it land on the desk and, and seeing how long it was that I was going to be filming for. And it was eight months. Mm. And at that time, the wall of comedy was, mm. you know, at a point where I didn't feel like I could leave the company mm. and, you know, go away for eight months and it would be able to survive and, you know, become mm. what it is today. Mm. And so um, I actually looked away from it at first and said, this isn't something that it's either I, you know, do this role and my company dies or, mm. I, you know, continue to build my company and later on that opportunity will come about. And um, then it came around again three months later um, from my uh, American representation. They put it on the desk. It was like, look, you you know. Mm. And again, I said, look, I spoke to my UK agents about this. This isn't something that I can do right now. I'd love to do it. It's a dream role. But, you know, I'm very, I'm very long term thinker. Um, and uh, that short term gratification of being a superhero and being this, but then not having something that I've been building all of this time and want to be a part of my legacy. Um, at that time, it didn't feel like it was the right decision. Mm. So um, I didn't do that. And then uh, six months later, the, the Purge came out and it was uh, the opening weekend, 4th of July. Mm. And it came out and um, Greg Belanti had seen me in the Purge. And Greg Belanti is the producer of the show. Sick. And um, he basically got in touch with my agents um, in the US and said, look, like this, this is, this is our cyborg. <laughs> And, uh, you know, they came back and said, look, he's he's not really sure about this. Um, and so they said, look, let's, you know, let's meet with him. Let's let's talk to him. And for me, I just like I was focused on my company. I was thinking yeah. that, look, I just want to meet with this guy. Because you were he's dropping a, roles like that. He's a he's a juggernaut <laughs> of a producer. Um, and so I want to learn from him. So yeah, I just yeah. wanted to meet him for, you know, future projects and stuff like that. And uh, when I got on that call with him, mm. it, it, that was it. You know, he just told me the vision of the project and what it would do and um, and where they were going with it. And off the back of that, um, that coupled with the fact that um, Tafara, our MD, mm -hmm. um, had slowly been kind of transitioning to the company and mm -hmm. then everything just aligned to the point where I felt like I was able to now go off and do this role and the company mm -hmm. could survive on its own two feet. And um, yeah, it was the best decision that, that I'd ever made. So I'm wow. really grateful for it. I can't imagine any other person doing, doing, doing that character apart from you, though. Oh, thank you. I bro. can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were, were, were there any talks about you even doing, like, the movie? Um, there was... Um, I had spoken to them about, you know, I want to be in movies. I want to, like, mm. this is what I want to do. And I remember Greg saying on that call, well, this is what's going to lead to, you know, you being a movie star and mm -hmm. and transitioning into that world. Um, specifically for, for, for Cyborg is the movie. Um, yet to have those conversations. Mm. Um, but in terms of, like, that transition from doing this show into gardening a better future for me as a movie um, star and, and well now in this day and age like TV and movie is synonymous you know you have mm. movie stars that come and, and do TV and vice versa and mm. um, doing this show gave me a whole different perspective on television and now it's just like I have a love for storytelling and mm. whatever medium it is um, as long as there's an audience there watching it and I can impact those people then that's where I sit and that's where I thrive mm. What was like the toughest moment that you had in Doom Patrol? I think I think just embodying a character mm. which I'm really happy about mm. which is so different from me you know from mm. the physicality and the way that the character is to the mm. dialect and the way the character speaks to mm -hmm. you know the character's whole background and and mm. who he is is so different mm. you know Vic Stone a half man half computer mm. um from uh, Detroit is very different from Japan yeah. from Catford from 
you know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was the whole process of just kind of embodying that character and being in the world of that, such a big show, such a big production, such a big set, mm-hmm. um, and such a big story and really kind of just like not wanting to let the fans down. I think that's what the biggest challenge, you know, mm-hmm. it's material that already exists. There's comic books, there's, you know, all of these different materials that are already here. You had Ray Fisher who played him in uh, the justice league. So mm-hmm. like there's all these renditions, teen Titans and, you know, cartoon network, etc. So it was like, I'm stepping into this. There's already been like, you know, mm-hmm. several versions of this character. Now, how can I make it my own and how can I make it something that the fans are really going to love and connect with and mm-hmm. see me as, you know, the only iteration that, you know, mm-hmm. screams out to them when they think of Cyborg. And that was mm-hmm. the toughest part for me. And, and um, yeah, hopefully that, that came through. Sometimes people take work home with them. Did you ever find yourself pouring yourself into that character even when you were like off camera? You go home and you still find yourself embodying that character. Yeah, well, the funny thing is, you know, for even like you look at the dialect, mm. for me, I if I'm playing an American role, then mm. I had to immerse myself mm. as an American, as an African-American, especially mm. with the dialect. And it doesn't start for me um, at action and it doesn't stop at cut. Mm. I'm throughout still, the whole yeah, day, yeah. I'm in the accent. Mm. But even before I get to set, mm. um, I'll be in the accent. I remember I get in my car, mm. I'll be taking phone calls with the man them on the way to work and so, um, in an American dialect. Yeah. <laughs> and they just had to get used to it because that's... Is what it, what it was going to be mm. and then when I'm going home I had to actually tell myself you can stop talking can stop, like yeah, this yeah, now yeah. so you're and, carrying some of, and, some of these traits yeah and yeah. you program yourself because it has to become subconscious for me to focus mm. on the character and be you know as Vic Stone I can't think about the fact that I'm doing a dialect yeah, yeah, so yeah. I have to separate myself from that so That's it had so to become mad. subconscious so it gets to the point where you finish your day and you're mm. like i man like i'll talk to you and you're about to go home mm. and then you have to say to yourself oh i'm still in an american accent i can turn this off now and you mm. have to physically and tweak it um so yeah that was that was probably you know me taking it home um and then obviously the physicality of the character yeah, I, yeah, I, it was something that you know i took home every day into mm. the gym or before i come to work and it was something that i had to work on for years and i remember when i first like okay cool agreed to doing the role so it's go time and I ended up putting on about 40 pounds of muscle and that was a whole process you know mm. in order to kind of get to that point and you can see even as the seasons go i get bigger and bigger because yeah, there wasn't yeah, enough yeah. time for me to get as big as i wanted to get season that sounds one, exhausting still was able to yeah yeah, yeah, yeah man <laughs> it was you know, you got a 5 a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. call time. You're in the gym at 3 a.m. Mm. Um, and, you know, you got end of, the, end of your day, 11 p.m. You get home you, mm-hmm. in the gym at midnight and then you go to sleep and you wake up and then you go to the gym again. And mm. yeah, it was that was it was discipline. How, how often did you go to the gym? Uh, every, day, every day. Every single day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd have like weekends off. Um, sometimes I'd have like just a Sunday off and sometimes I'd have the Saturday and Sunday off or I'd do cardio on one of those days mm-hmm. but um, yeah while I'm shooting Monday through Friday at least every that single day that is yeah. nuts yeah 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 yeah. and obviously it's cool time changes every now and then so like how did you manage to like just keep up with everything like the, the because life? you have to yeah yeah, yeah. Because you have to yeah so like how it usually work is like um unless it's a night shoot which, which was rare mm. the start of the week would be the earliest so let's say you're on camera by 7 a.m it means that i'm gonna have like either a 5 a.m cool time maybe 4 45 sometimes mm. 4 30 if it's a lot of makeup um and so then yeah i gotta go i'm in the gym at 3 a.m and mm. i'm training till four and then I'm showering, getting in the car, driving to work. Um, and 
then the next day it would get later and later. So then the then the on camera time would be like eight or nine. So then my call time would be like six or seven. And yeah, yeah. by the end of the week, you're coming into work at like sometimes like ten o'clock, uh, or sometimes could be like you know two o'clock. Um, and then you work into to Saturdays, and we used to call them Fratterdays because our Fridays would go into Saturdays, mm. and um, we'd end up rapping like early hours Saturday morning, four a.m., five a.m. Saturday morning. Flipping um, hell! And then you get home, you sleep. By the time you wake up, you know like, you have to go again. You, you, your whole day's done, isn't it? Saturday's <laughs> done. Um, but then I'm a big football fanatic, so I'd have to like wake up early yeah, to watch yeah, yeah. the football. Then I'd go back to sleep, mm. and then yeah, then you got Sunday, and then now you're prepping for the mm. next week. So that's your Sunday prepping, mm. and then Monday you do it all over again mm. so that's why you have to love it because mm. it's it's your life it consumes you support for last of real podcast is brought to you by manscape the ultra premium collection is right here it is the best collection to stay hygienic guys I know some of you don't wash your nether regions i'm hearing some of you don't even wash your legs what the hell what's going on okay let me help you out i'm going to give you 20 percent off use the code last real for free shipping worldwide also international shipping okay on top of that make sure to stay comfortable right the boxer 2.0 get this on top as well after showering get your boxes in what do you get two in one shampoo conditioner body wash body spray lip balm as well as the Deodorant. Ladies, if you know a guy who doesn't wash, this is the collection. Tell him, use the code LASTROW for 20% off worldwide international free shipping. That's all you need. Thank you. Purcell told me that when he's on set, uh, when it's not his time to be on set, like his method before actually going on set. So he puts on the candle or reads a book or something like, what's your method of? I'm cool to set. I'm, mm. you know, going my trailer. Um, and first of all, I'm praying mm. and just kind of praying for the day ahead, praying, mm. you know, for God to be with me across every line, every action, every mm -hmm. scene. Um, and I really just kind of take each scene, you know, mm -hmm. you know, lay each brick as perfectly as a brick can be laid, lay each scene down mm -hmm. and try not to think about the kind of overarching project and just kind of focus on that scene. Mm -hmm. um, so praying, uh, music is a big thing for me. I listen to music uh, mm -hmm. to help dictate my, my mood. Okay. And, you know, whatever scene or whatever that kind of... Um, uh, the energy of that scene is going to be mm. I listen to music to to help me focus in that area it's a subconscious thing yeah, music yeah. puts you in a place that's why you have soundtracks mm. you can't help but feel mm -hmm. what it is that that music gives you and so that's something that really helps me um, and then just kind of you know I like to kind of stay away or, or, or be away from from my my uh my lines or okay. you know the scene so mm -hmm. you know doing all my prep at home mm -hmm. if it's if it's a big scene then i'll kind of you know take a look at it before i go in mm -hmm. um but for the most part i like to do all my prep um mm. pre-hand and then when i'm there i'm just focused on just embodying that character how do you how do you let's see if you've got any worries or stress how do you in that moment stay in character regardless of what's happening in the, in the real world like what is how do you f keep your mind in that one little moment because the character doesn't have any stress mm. but you as as an individual but the character doesn't okay so so long as i'm embodying that character mm -hmm. then there nothing is no else matters nothing yeah, yeah, else yeah, yeah. matters yeah, yeah. yeah and and that's the complete separation that mm. has to be maintained at all times otherwise i'm acting and you don't want to mm. be acting mm. you want to be you want to be being mm. and doing and living um and so yeah i switch off to all of that and like even you know things as small as like like mm. before i'm about to go in i, I haven't got my phone like mm like there you know like because you can't help but when you're in character or when you're kind of trying to set yourself up in that space and you get a ping and you look at whatsapp or you see an email your brain obviously is going to connect yeah, yeah, with that yeah. so putting a distraction away or anything that's going to stop you from maintaining that character mm. is, is really important and something that mm. i i do um to help me kind of 
you know, the disparity between the two. But breathing also, you know, okay, yeah, yeah. breathing and just like breathing in the character and breathing out myself and mm. just kind of like, you know, take in Vic Stone and just every breath, just embodying him even more and just mm-hmm. breathing out Javan and every breath that comes in gives mm-hmm. life to Vic and mm-hmm. uh, every breath that goes out, you know, kills a bit more of Javan to allow myself mm-hmm. to embody um, the character and yeah, exercise like that really helped me mm-hmm. and allow me to position myself mm-hmm. um, as thoroughly as I can for whatever is going to mm-hmm. be that challenge. But talk to me about um, your day-to-day workout routine. My day-to-day workout routine. Because um, that sounds so, hell <laughs> It depends on what, what time of the year. It depends on what I'm trying to achieve. I'm trying to bulk. I'm trying to cut. Right mm-hmm. now, um, I'm trying to cut. The summer's coming. And so, you know, you want them abs. You want everything just to be, like, popping. Um, so it's really to do with your diet. Like, that's what really fluctuates for me. Like, if I'm in the gym, you know, five days a week, um, then it's all about, like... Mm-hmm the diet because i'll be in the gym regardless so at that point it's about you know making sure that i'm cutting down if i want to go extensively i'm cutting down but well, i don't mm. eat um meat but i eat fish so um oh yeah 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 so i'm pescatarian so i don't eat meat anyway but um Damn. i do you know like no meat um no sugar mm. no starch and no dairy that's the ultimate diet to getting like completely cut those are all the things mm. that you know um that bring about fat and store fat and it's not really about uh people talk about you know uh you know calories this and how much calories that i can't eat this this burger because of this and i can't eat this chocolate like if you skipped a meal and that meal would have been let's say a thousand calories and then you end up eating a donut which is i don't know 800 calories and a piece of chocolate which is 200 calories Mm. there's actually no real difference to you having a meal which was 1200 calories because it's still the calorie intake or deficit is that the biggest myth yeah, it is the biggest myth. Mm. It's the, the myth that, you know, like, uh, like say, for example, someone that uh, only eats or eats, let's say, like three meals in that day and they have like 4,000 calories. And then there's someone who eats 2,000 calories of junk mm. that the person who ate all of that junk is going to, you know, put on more weight than the other person. Mm. No, calorie intake is calorie intake. It's like a bank account. It's like you've yeah, got a certain yeah. amount of calories and your deficit versus your input, you know. So if you take out you know 2000 calories but you don't put them back in or you don't burn them off then naturally you're going to get mm. to the place where you have more calories than you've burnt off so um yeah it's all to do with my diet mm. and then um if i'm trying to bulk up then i'll just lift heavier weights mm. if i'm trying to cut down then i'll lift more weights but a lighter weight mm. um and i'll do a lot of body work a lot of kinesthetic work and um and also making sure that i'm getting my cardio in so like playing football or um i play a lot of squash um, okay. So playing squash, playing football, hiking, mm. um, anything that you know is going to burn that calorie and mm. and um, yeah, keep the heart rate up. What if you got asked to do a role where you had to put all that weight on? What do you mean, like just to just yeah yeah? Then I'd, I'd, if the role really? was if the role was something that I wanted to do, then yeah, I put the weight on. We're talking, Christian. mate, mate. Yeah. When it was <laughs> when it was the pandemic, yeah, like yeah. I put that weight on just like. <laughs> voluntarily you know what i mean like it was like off season doom patrol i was going ham yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i was eating i was enjoying life you know what i mean i was drinking cocktails and all of that and yeah putting on that weight so if i'm gonna do it for free we're talking Kristen bell from vice yeah 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 if it's all about the role man like yeah, if it's yeah, a role yeah. that like is something that i really mm. want to do then i would put the weight on and also now with the technology that you've got like mm. 
you know, you can, can yeah, make it, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. put on that weight. It's like Brendan Fraser mm. um, in his new movie, The Well. Yeah, the Well. Yeah. yeah, it's like you know, like mm. with the dude on Doom Patrol, like he's mm. not huge, you know. So, um, yeah, it's something that can can happen, but you would see, you'd want to see that weight in the face, of course. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. I'd eat a donut or two every day <laughs> just to, you know, what I mean, get it up. But, but it's not. It's not. If okay, if they ask to put on that weight, it's not really about eating junk. It's the, the specific types of types of food that you have to eat. Yeah, yeah. Or it's just calorie intake. Just, it's yeah, just okay. eating a lot of calories and not burning off. Mm. You know, like a lot of carbs, a lot of things that yeah, yeah. just kind of like slow your metabolism down mm. as well. And yeah, there's ways to go about it. Mm. And um, you know, there's people that are trying to, they're trying to learn what it is that allows them to do it, and that's why. You know, that's why after all of those years, now four years of training and, you know, doing what I've done and going from where I was at physically to where I am now, it's like, look, I want to try and find a way to be able to, you know, impart this on other people and help other people to, you know, grow in their fitness journey. Mm-hmm. Hence, you know, um, yeah, I've actually got this one today. Just, mm-hmm. You know, um, ways workout with Train Never Hard. So, Sick. yeah, man. Yeah. Um, talk to me about working with Brendan Fraser. Oh yeah, it's a dream, isn't it? Yeah, really. like, that's... You, you grow up watching the man and like from the Mummy to Georgia the Jungle to yeah, like yeah. all of these films that you just as a little boy yeah. watching, you know. And then he's your co-star, you know. That's like, mad. You're you're you're, you're Japan, I know de- deep. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 amazing. It's amazing. This is some. These are some of the yeah. things that make you feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just um, it's why you do it. You know, yeah, yeah, because yeah. it that's that can happen mm-hmm. you know so um yeah it's it's a dream he's such a beautiful human being yeah, such a lovely man and and just all of the accolades and everything that he's getting now mm. um from all the work that he's been doing i'm i'm just so happy for him and and he truly deserves everything mm. that he's getting um because he's yeah he's just a amazing human being mm. and you know you don't say that too often because mm. there's not many of them but he is was he like off camera did, did he give you any tips on acting or did you like give you did he give you any advice what was that relationship yeah like? yeah i think like you just kind of like watching him mm. you know you mm. just like i'm i'm a i learn a lot from seeing like i'm a kinesthetic learner mm. like doing watching seeing mm-hmm. um is what makes me learn and just seeing i just kind of sit back and just study people and just kind of like sit and just look at what people do how they do things mm. and just seeing his freedom of just embodying character and just the way that he works his natural gift of doing so mm-hmm. like he's so funny yeah, his yeah, wit like there yeah. was one scene that we did in this season and mm. it hasn't come out yet but um it was just like he's just riffing and he's just one liner after one liner, like unscripted yeah, one yeah, liner yeah. after one liner after one liner and it's like how do you even like get to how the, do you even think of this stuff like how does it come so quick and so quality mm-hmm. um and it's just a tool you know it's like look, this mm. is something that you just sharpen it's a tool um, but yeah, all of the people, you know, from Alan Tudyk to, to uh, Timothy Dalton to mm. Phil Morris, people that I'm, you know, in and amongst every day in the show that mm-hmm. are the seniors, the greats, you know, mm-hmm. um, I learned so much from these people and, and it makes me a better actor. Mm. Did you ever have a pinch me moment on Doom Patrol? Oh, I had, I've had, I have pinch me moments constantly. Yeah, yeah, constantly. Yeah, yeah. Like this is like, it's a dream, you know, mm. still to this day, mm. like it's a dream, you know, I mm. like even things like where I go and I do like the 3D scans and it's mm. like, what the hell am I doing? Like, where am I? Is that, is that for, for the action figure? Yeah, What's it's for like for games, it's for special effects within the actual show, mm. it's for action figures, it's for like, mm. yeah, they got to get like a 3D print of like your whole body basically so they can, you know, use it to create um, 
uh, like graphical that's crazy of you yeah what's like seeing yourself just as an action figure <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's yeah it's mind-blowing man again it's a, it's a dream it's every kid's dream you wake up in the morning and and you're mm. like one day i want to be a superhero and like i look yeah. around my house now and i've got all these different things from like toys to like ornaments and statues mm. to like pieces of costume and stuff that are just mm. like wow I, I was able mm. to do this and if this is what's happened so far i can't even imagine what's what's in store for me moving forward you know so yeah it's beautiful bro. talk to me about working with jeremy carver uh jeremy is um jeremy is uh so for those of you who don't know jeremy is our showrunner he's mm. um he uh actually created the tv show the doom patrol mm. or developed it from the comic book and um he is i've worked with a lot of people execs etc but in terms of like a human being mm. he's can you even feel my serenity and peace coming yeah, out yeah, he's yeah, yeah. This man. yeah 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 um he's just such a beautiful human yeah. being soul collaborator mm. he he is like every guy every actor's dream to mm. work with as a mm. collaborator or as an exec or as a creator of your show mm. he is the the carbon footprint of what you want to be mm. and that's why I'm, that's like the biggest thing that i learned from him like when i'm having the shows that i created and when i'm mm. creating these shows and i'm working with actors and working with crew and teams mm. like i want to be like him mm. because he is like he yeah, is he's the, the, yeah. the, the he's the shit he's the, the you know what i mean the, the big deal um so yeah man uh, he's just beautiful beautiful soul uh, beautiful collaborator just so very kind and tentative to the process to the mm. art and always there willing mm. to listen to hear to mm. to you know collaborate which is really important and make you feel seen and heard mm. um and yeah he's just a beautiful man so yeah mm. shout out to you jeremy when you when you um became cyborg were there any like feedback from people were they like how comes were there, like any bad or negative feedback like were people you know when Heath ledger became the joker and people were like oh why is he why is he the joker did you ever get that um yeah there was some at the start there was like well first of all there was like why is cyborg in the doom patrol that was the biggest thing like why is cyborg in because in the co oh. comic iteration like cyborg is not a part of doom patrol he's a titan he's part of the justice league mm. beast boy was actually a part of doom patrol okay. um so you know there was all of that and so it was less about me and more about the character, character yeah. and what dc were doing with the character mm. but then once the show came out people watched it i was like oh, okay this actually makes, makes sense, sense and this works mm. so um yeah that was great but yeah you know you get the um you get people like uh you know cyborg six foot five like like this guy is like five ten how was he playing cyborg mm. um so stuff like that um <laughs> and then you get like oh this guy's british like how can he play this Amer african-american superhero um so you know you get yeah, 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 yeah. it's part and parcel in it really but nothing yeah. that was anything that you know affected in you've spoken many times about breaking into hollywood but no one has really asked you what Hollywood is actually like. So from a guy from, I don't know, South London and breaking into Hollywood, what was like the biggest cultural shock within Hollywood? Okay, so the Hollywood film industry um, uh, is not is not dissimilar to the mm. film industry that we have here. It's mm -hmm. just it's just on a bigger scale, you mm. know, more money, um, more more films, more TV, mm. um, more execs. Mm. Um, and what comes with that is more great people and more assholes, you know? <laughs> so it's like, it's like part and parcel. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but there isn't really, that's not like a, Hollywood's like, not like a place that you go, oh, now you're into Hollywood. It's just the, the industry mm -hmm. at the highest level, mm -hmm. um, which happens to predominantly take place in Los Angeles, California. Um, but even like that, when you, when it comes to like shooting, like we shot in Atlanta, mm -hmm. you know? So, um, 
yeah, it's not something that is like this kind of mythological thing. Um, and I think also yeah. it depends on where you're at. Where's your mind at? Mm. You know, and when you're just kind of like in, I'm just here for the work and I'm just doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Then that's one thing. Then you're talking about like the parties and the, mm-hmm. the, the, the all of that side of it, which yeah. is like, you know, it's fun. And what's it's, that like? Yeah, it's fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Like, it's like, there's, there's just like the film industry, yeah, there yeah. is, you know, the entertainment at yeah, the highest yeah. level, yeah, you yeah. know, the, the, the parties and the events and, mm. um, premieres and all mm. these things that you know just that you just really enjoy mm. um and it's nice for me personally it's like something that i like dip in and out of i live like i don't live in the heart of like hollywood mm. i live like in yeah, the sticks yeah. Yeah, yeah um because like if i want to go in then i drive in and drive, drive out mm-hmm. um and i prefer it that way you mm. can just keep a lot more focused mm-hmm. and like you can just be consumed with your life and mm. and um and dip in and dip out of that rather than mm. it being on your doorstep it's like yo come out tonight and it's like oh, i can't mm. be bothered it's gonna take me a little while to get there and did you did you come across anyone in hollywood um that just told you something that was quite touching or quite like um just mesmerizing something that i didn't expect to see oh, some, some, oh someone sorry, someone that you didn't expect to see um I've seen people I didn't expect to see, but um, but didn't have any like giving you any didn't advice. Didn't get right? any like specific like gems and stuff per mm. se. Um, There's one time I went to the cinema mm. and um, I was in Calabasas and Brad Pitt just came out of the swear yeah he came out of the <laughs> shop just shopping just by himself just by, literally just by himself with just a bunch of bags and he just just walk in and uh, I got a car I said what's up Brad he said, what's up man <laughs> he got in his car chipped off. Um, but you get like, you see yeah, you yeah, see yeah. people all the time as uh, you know I was driving back home and um uh I was like I looked out the window and um I saw this like this like pink pinky beige mm. um Bugatti yeah, and yeah. I was like what the hell that's that who's that that's Kim Kardashian I was like what what? In car, and then like it was tinted and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you could you could see because the way the sun was the, the mm. light was and mm. yeah kim k was just in the car just driving next to me so so you get like you know that's, it's like, like everything is in is within touch and distance you know yeah, so yeah, yeah. if you really work it you can mm. you can really make something out of it you can feel you, yeah you can feel yeah, the atmosphere like, yeah okay, but you good. can't you can't get distracted from yeah, 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 you have yeah. to really like mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah. so yeah 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 what moment in your career would you say that really defined you the moment in my career that really defined me, I would say, um, I would say when I booked The Purge. Okay. Um, yeah, like that was my first ever Hollywood project. And, mm. you know, like Vic Stone and the cyborg of it all kind of took the limelight. But like, I never even, you know, telling you the story of how I even ended up finally getting to cyborg was being seen as, mm-hmm. you know, Isaiah in the first Purge. That was my breakthrough. That was the transition for me in getting into Hollywood in the first place. Mm. And um, without that role, uh, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today. And mm. so it's always the hardest transitioning. And that was the real transition, you know, mm. transitioning from the UK to the US. That was the real kind of stomping ground for me. Mm. And Gerard McMurray, I just have to give a shout out to him. He was my director on The Purge and someone that fought for me hard because I had like, you know, I got a whole video on YouTube where I talk about the whole visa issue that I had with getting a visa and nearly not being able to do that mm. role. And um, so as a result of that, you know, he was in my corner fighting for me, like not willing to give up on me when mm. the execs in the studio were mm. because it was taking so long. 
And um, that was a real defining point in my life, in my career, in my faith, mm. um, and in my transition from the UK to the US and mm. what started everything for me, um, transitioning over to that side of the pond. So mm. yeah, man, um, that was the most defining moment of my career. What role would you like to see yourself playing right now? Um, I really want to do some of my own stuff. Like I've got movies that, you know, I'm writing at the moment. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm a big sci-fi fanatic. I love sci-fi. I love grounded sci-fi. Stories that, you know, you look at and mm. that are like, you know, just grounded in a world that, we, that exists today, mm. but with elements of future or of, you know, things that we are looking into or a perspective that is going to happen tomorrow that we're not yet thinking about. And a lot mm. of my ideas and stories and things that I'm developing are in that world. Mm. Um, so I'd love to do, you know, um, some of my own projects. I'd love to, you know, push on, do some animation. I love animation. Okay. Um, and would love to do some animation in the future as well. And you know me, bro. Like, mm. I'm like, or if it's not, I'm not going to wait for someone to give me these roles. I'm going to make them. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, yeah. I'm going to cast myself in them mm. and, um, and produce them myself. So, mm. yeah, all of the things that I want to be doing and that, you know, I'm, I'm in or involved in, I'm mm. already creating for myself and trying to, you know, push forward. Mm. And if someone else comes, another filmmaker mm. um, that wants me to be involved in their project, then great. Mm. And I'll do that. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm not counting on that or waiting for that. I'm, mm -hmm. you know, what kind of animation um i'd love to make a uh on two levels a tv show which is a british animation okay there's no real like british animation and then further to that point black british animation mm. um like we got all these family guy south park oh that kind of animation yeah, 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 yeah but we don't have like what what's our animation what's our uk we don't yeah what is our family guy we don't have that do we have that what is our anything? What is our animation? Yeah. Our like TV show Why animation? Why don't we have that? I don't know. I don't, I have no idea. And I, I still don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe oh you can God. tell us. No one's done it. No. So, um, yeah, like that is something that is, uh, I'm really passionate about. And, um, and also like, yeah, film, you know, I want to do mm. animated films, um, at the highest level, studio level. Mm. And so, um, yeah, any of those two worlds, um, I welcome and will be happening in, happening in the near future. So I'm looking forward to that. But I want to know how often do you like reject scripts? Reject scripts? Yeah. Um, you mean like auditions and stuff? Auditions, yeah. How often does yeah, that happen? It happens. It happens often. Yeah. Um, if it's not something that, let's say, for example, I get sent ten scripts. Yeah. Um, I would say out of ten, maybe like four of them maybe like okay. four or five of them will be ones that i i i don't want to read for mm -hmm. um so like yeah i'd say like 50 percent of them like i don't i don't i don't read for things that i don't want to do you mm -hmm. know you get some actors who like every opportunity that comes they will you know put themselves in front of it but mm -hmm. if i don't want to do it then why am i going to audition for it because then i'm going to audition for it and if i get it mm -hmm. then i'm going to be like oh well now and then you're going to ruin you know relationship with casting directors and it's like well I always put myself in the shoes of the person giving me the opportunity. Well, then why did you read for it, Amir? If you, if mm. when you got offered it, you wasn't going to want to do it. That mm. doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And now the whole team's like, yeah, we really want Amir to do it. Mm. And then he doesn't want to do it. Now I don't think I'm going to offer you anything in the future. Or, mm. or the next time you get an audition, I'm going to mm. be like, well, does he actually want to do it before we even mm. send it to him? Uh, I'm not into that. So mm. um, unless it's something I really want to do, then I won't take for it. Um, mm. And if it's something that comes straight to me, if it's not something I want to do, then I won't do it. Mm. Um, and I think that that's that for me is the way to go because I only want to do work that uh, I love and that I can see myself being involved in long term. 
and um and i just think that it's you know very strategic as an actor in terms of what what move you make next and what mm. like you don't get a bunch of chances to mess up like every role that you do needs to be a real kind of you know leverage pushing stone to mm. the next mm. and so I, I i like to to only do things that are going to do that for me mm. and i have a beautiful team you know from my agents in the uk to my manager in the us to my agents in the in the us and my lawyer and you know we'll we'll talk about everything every opportunity that comes mm. um and if this is something that is right for me and if it is then then mm. we'll go for it how much control does an actor have over a script so let's say they've written something in a script and then you're like actually um they don't have much control yeah. at all with, yeah. with the script like the writer and the producers and mm -hmm. like we will have the say of like all right one thing i will say is that as mm -hmm. time went on with doom patrol mm -hmm. like the writers were very keen on listening to what us as actors had to say because we're living these oh, characters okay. and so the writers almost start writing lending to you as an actor or to mm. your version of that character and how he would say things or what he would say and you know and there will be times where i'd be like i don't feel like vic you know he's not this is not where he's at right now mm, and and okay. i have to be justified or feel like if i'm gonna say this because i have to believe it right so if i don't believe it you need to you need to help me convince myself as to why, why yeah, this yeah. is so i can justify it mm. and if i can't justify it then i won't say it because it's not honest or i won't be in that position so mm. um yeah, we don't have a say-so in, in that regard, but we have a say-so over our character. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, text and script and dialogue is a part of our character. So, like, at that point, you know, a good director or a good storyteller will give you ownership over that. And mm -hmm. it's a collaborative process. Mm. Once you get a script as well, like, how do you prepare for it? Do you lock yourself in a room? Or do you have, like, a, like a scene partner that you go to, like a go-to scene partner? Yeah, um, when I get a script... Um, First of all, yeah, I lock myself in a room and I'm reading it mm. and I'm just basically just taking it in. Mm. Um, I've got a bunch of questions that I'm asking myself, asking mm. the, the, the material um, to understand exactly what it is and mm. kind of, you know, know where I'm at with it. And then um, the next step for me would be that I will then uh, go to my acting coach, mm. uh, Leland, and basically talk it through with him, mm. send it to him, get his thoughts on it. Um, I'll have thoughts, he'll have thoughts, then we'll talk about it and talk about what we, mm. you know, what we think of the script and what mm. we think of the, the the character the journey the story mm. um and basically just kind of like interrogate that script in its okay. entirety okay. um and then we'll start working through it and then you know i'll take it away and start you know working through it and and who who this character is what's happening um the last thing i do is learn the lines because the lines to me are um they're the waves if you look at yeah, the ocean yeah, yeah. like yeah. everything like the waves are dictated by the current and what's happening underneath the water, mm -hmm. right? So if you look at like like a shark going through the water and that's because the shark's going through, then the waves start to ripple a lot more mm -hmm. or like the current's coming in so the tide gets mm -hmm. higher. So the lines are just the waves, what we see on the surface, but the text and the story and mm -hmm. the character development and all of that is everything beneath the sea, yeah, yeah, beneath yeah. sea level. And um, that's how I like to look at dialogue and look at, um, a scene or a film um, which is why I approach my lines last mm -hmm. because it, it's not what you say it's how you say it yeah yeah, yeah absolutely so. yeah, yeah. how quick are the turnarounds and auditions how so, quick are they yeah. um, you could audition for something and you're on set the next day you could mm. audition for something and you're on set two weeks later mm -hmm. three months later or eight months later what if, what if like going in for an audition like when they you know when they give you a script yeah are they like okay? You need to learn this by like tomorrow. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 for sure. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, are you like, oh my god? Um, not, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, used to yeah. be like, oh, how are you gonna do this? But yeah, now, yeah. yeah, you might have like, let's say like on, you might get sent an audition on Monday, which is due for Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Then, then, and then on 
on uh, the end of that Monday, you might get one on that Monday that's due for the next day, and you've only just started learning the other one. And then on the Wednesday, so when bad. once you've sent these in, now you've got two that get sent to you on Wednesday that you got to do for Friday. Yeah, it could be that could Flipping be like heck. yeah, or you don't get any auditions. You know, it's like yeah. it's all peaks and troughs. It's all mm. different different times. But yeah, you got to be yeah, yeah. you got to be dedicated, man. Hundred <laughs> percent. How do you how do you balance the work with the wall acting and then producing and then writing? How do you balance all of that? Out? Having an amazing team. Yeah. Yeah, team delegation. Like that's mm. that's how you balance it. It's impossible otherwise. Mm. Um, having an amazing team, obviously having you know partners Percy, mm. having Taff, mm. um, and then our whole team mm. um, doing everything that we're doing on a day to day mm. basis. You know, mm. so. Um, the wall now at this point kind of you know takes care of itself everyone knows their roles everyone knows what mm. they're doing what it is and um we're just able to kind of mm. navigate in that space mm. um and that allows me to then focus on what i'm focused on mm. and like right now i'm focused on the the scripted um, side of the company mm. you know and creating tv shows and movies and mm. developing those stuff so now i'm kind of like that's where my 80 percent of time goes and then the other 20 percent is overseeing or delegating on other things that i don't physically have to do mm. um and that's the only way that you can kind of keep on top of things mm. yeah. do you prefer writing over directing um um no i don't prefer writing over directing i'm writing uh, i'm writing right now mm. like that's what i'm doing a lot more of now mm. and um directing will kind of take more focus in the future mm. but at the point in which i then i'm directing it's like synonymous it's all storytelling yeah, yeah, like, yeah. as i'm writing i'm th i'm watching the movie or mm. i'm watching the tv show mm -hmm. so i'm directing it in my head you know mm -hmm. um and you're basically just writing down what you're seeing. Mm. So that's what a filmmaker is doing. They mm. basically have seen the thing that you've watched in the cinema, mm. like years before you've watched it in the cinema, mm. and they have to then take that picture and recreate what's in their mind mm. so that you can actually see what was in their mind the whole time. Mm. And so they're directing it, they're writing it, they're, you know, that mm. whole vision, casting, everything. Purcell was like, he was like, when I, when I watch a movie and I'm looking at an actor, I pay attention to the eyes. Mm. what do you pay attention on yeah 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 the eyes for sure the eyes, the eyes are the key to the soul that's that's what that's is. crazy when i'm yeah when i watch that I'm, i don't but you wouldn't realize it so how would you know like that is the key because as so, an actor you know you just yeah, as an yeah. actor you know that that is you know mm. that's where it is um it's like when i'm acting mm. I, i'm i'm looking you in your eyes because that's the the mm. the most truthful source that i get that's where we can lose ourselves in the character mm -hmm. you know yeah, yeah and and i'm not looking at anything other than your mm. eyes and that's where we connect mm. um and so i think that's just like a, an antidote because being okay. an actor you then that's what you know it to be you then watch mm. a performance and you're you know you're watching the eyes because that's where that's where you're telling the truth or not that's where i can see if okay you're lying or not. yeah 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 and who do you think is good at like doing that who do you think is like what actors you look all at the great for? actors yeah yeah like if you're a great actor then mm. that's that's what you're doing mm. you know um and you're notorious in in, in doing that yeah, it's just kind of like a blanket <laughs> yeah. rule really yeah um that great actors are they're here <laughs> aside from let's say work let's put work to the side outside of work how would you do on like a day-to-day -day? you go out you go like to the gym and stuff but what else i watch a lot of football I watch a lot of fo i watch a lot of sports mm. like football boxing mm. um 
Uh, now, but in the US, I watch quite a bit of basketball too. Okay. Um, did did the US um, put you onto that when you when you when you first moved there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I, I would watch. I wouldn't watch as much basketball. Like you did yeah. the big games, I'd watch. But mm-hmm. then now, like you know, just kind of regular games, I watch or I'll go to games. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes NFL too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, sports like that's you know a lot of my background and upbringing. Mm-hmm. Watching a lot of sports, I go to the movies a lot and yeah, watch yeah. films. And then um, I like doing stuff like bowling. I mm-hmm. love bowling. Mm-hmm. Um, going bowling tonight. Good. Um, yeah. Well, so I like hiking. Mm-hmm. Um, I read a lot. I like, but more so audio books. Like I, I mm-hmm. listen a lot. Or should I say mm-hmm. um, a lot of personal development, motivational things mm-hmm. that help me in life, mm-hmm. um, mindset. Um, things to do with money mm. uh, anything that basically just edifies me and helps me become a better human being uh before we wrap up i just wanted to ask you as well if Ratman was to ever bring back shara's story would you do it oh, of course yeah of course yeah, yeah, yeah. do you reckon yeah. it'll happen yeah, yeah yeah i think i think um i'd never say never i mm. think it's something that uh really yeah 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 man i feel like the story's not finished in it and i think you know if it was some if this was brought back in 10 years time it would be something that people would still watch mm-hmm. um and people want they they're invested in the story they want to know what the what what it is mm-hmm. i'm invested i want to know what it is i think he's even invested he wants to know what it is yeah you, know? yeah, yeah. you want to close every chapter that you open absolutely so, um, yeah, yeah yeah who knows cool um bro anything else anything to look forward to during the year uh, any upcoming projects that you want to mention um um yeah so we got the second half of doom patrol coming out mm. the other six episodes um there's um uh i've got two other projects that are coming out but i can't talk about them yet so, yeah, yeah, yeah um it's annoying because <laughs> yeah i want people to know about them but yeah stay tuned um because yeah i've got two other projects coming out this year mm. and also working on something uh, on the ground with um with Percy uh, so, in terms yeah. of like something to to produce and put out online mm. um, so yeah hold that space for, for that as well mm. and um, now that Doom Patrol is over I've got some more time to be able to you mm. know invest in in these projects and, and really get back to mm-hmm. the heart yeah, yeah, um, yeah so yeah man looking forward to it bro thank you so much for coming on thank you bro. I appreciate you appreciate uh, there, all the best I'll see you soon and well done mate well I appreciate done. this is great this is great I appreciate time. it man thank yeah, you so man. much